You're listening to the Lights Go Down podcast, sponsor free. Lights go down. There ain't nothing out here for you. Yes, there is. This. And the magnificent. I'm back with the shack of a soul boss. Most thundering, storming, sound of soul. I am W-O-O-O. He's my sound guy slash. You do stand up, and uh, it was the story about Donnell watching you when you were <laughs> <laughs> went to that club and you did the show. It was at Caroline's in yes. New York. That was very well done. If that was your first time doing that, stick with it, my man. It's 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 good and bad because um, after that you can get on any stage anywhere. Yeah. But you never get that same feeling again. I mean, that's luckily I got to go back again this year. Uh, every year when Donnell come, comes out here, I get to do like a five minute little guest spot. So I got to do it again this year. Nice. And the feeling, the feeling is like no other in the world. It's, it's, it's a high that you can't even explain. Mm. And that was your, um, so how, how much does he come to the, to New York city or just outside in New Jersey, stay with you? He does that. Yeah. He, he's out here quite a bit. He's on the East coast quite a bit. He actually has a place in the city. So, so he's out here a lot, uh, but he usually does. He does Carolines at least once a year, sometimes maybe two. He also does like Levity Live up in Nyack, and he does some other local stuff uh, here and there. Bananas. So, yeah, Bananas another big one. Uh, probably the that's one of the best I've heard is Carolines though. When you're up in that area, oh, for sure. Yeah. Everybody who comes from the New York area has been an outsider coming in. But how long have you been? Um, that area, you know, my mom is a native to Queens and had oh. family grow up in Brooklyn. How long have you been there? A whole lifetime? Yeah, I've been here. I'm, uh, I'm in it's Passaic, New Jersey. It's about 10 minutes out of New York City. Um, I've been here all my life, pretty much. So that's, uh, but I had a lot of family in Queens. My grandmother was out in Queens, so I spent a lot of time in Queens as a kid, so. Very nice. Yeah, it's different from what world it is today, but yeah. that it's always a good time when I would go there I, I we stopped I haven't been since I was about 15 probably but do you spend I, I guess it's a ridiculous question I feel like you would ask somebody who lives around the area but how much are you in the city yourself do you try and just be another world somewhere else you know what I mean growing up as a kid you I used to you know my parents used to take me in a lot we used to go to things and then as you get older of course like once you get your license like one of the first things you want to do is go hang out in the city go hang out in the city and then you realize just how expensive the city is and that it's 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 great to go into the city but it's just it's like whenever Donnell comes out here we we make a whole big thing about it and it's an entire night until the sun comes up but for the most part it's it's difficult to whether it's myself or whether it's with the family just the tunnels the the parking the tolls just everything that's and that's not yeah to, even right. to mention when you start to I would think that you probably have a car while you're yeah. up there but try and not have it if you're going to be in the city you'd rather just be walking is that the way yeah. you've seen it See, always now it's easier just to take an Uber in because 
because it's 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 a little more expensive, but it's almost as expensive as between poles and parking. So <laughs> to take Uber in and taking an Uber back is actually it's a little more expensive, but it's a better peace of mind. Right. Very much so. I mean, so you when did you? Um, obviously, Donnell, that was the thing that really you know when I first started to get to see what you were doing. I really started to dig that you guys were so. I realized you were so close with each other. How did that materialize? Because you know, to myself growing up and him being not far from how old I am, we were the the age of Comedy Central boom with yes. South Park, you know, Sapel, Insomniac, yeah. everything. Yeah, David tells another one, always oh, frequent in that area. Insomniac, one of the greatest shows ever. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> when did that? Uh, how did you? connect with him and get to doing what you're doing now it, it's it, it's it's a very odd very touching story um it basically all started with um about 15 years ago i'm just gonna get into it real briefly um my three and a half year old son contracted bacterial meningitis uh he got very sick things went very bad very fast uh, my son was on uh, he was in a coma he was on life support he was given last week and the time uh, basically after three weeks of living in a, in a picky with him, we weren't sure if he was going to make it or not, they sent us to a children's rehab hospital where we would basically have to start over with him again if he survived. And after getting there, after about two days of totally not knowing, you know, which way your life is going to go, what's going to happen, uh, my wife and I were there at his side, he's in a coma, and they finally kept pushing us, telling us, okay, one of you has to go home, you have to shower, get some clothes, bring some clothes back, you guys can stay here, that's not a problem, whatever but you, you need to start taking care of yourselves. So my wife came home, uh, grabbed you know, all, the, all the necessities, and she grabbed two to three weeks' worth of mail, which had been collected. In that mail, we were such huge uh, Chappelle Show fans. Um, the Chappelle Show, you pre-ordered the DVD. The DVD had come in with all that mail. So here we are sitting at this hospital, we're figuring out, okay, now we got to you know, look into bills, we got to look into keeping our life going while we're still trying to figure out what's going on. And we looked at the Chappelle Show DVD. And my wife and I initially looked at each other, and we said, we can't watch this now. And it was within a split second which we both looked at each other with almost tears in our eyes, and we said, we have to watch this now. We realized that we were at the worst time of our life, and we realized that humor was going to get us through. Because throughout the past three to four weeks that my son was going through everything that he was going through, my wife and I, we realized whenever anybody would come in the room and they'd be crying before it's upset and everything like that, we tried to change the vibe. And we got to the point where we didn't want anybody coming in the room with my son in a coma with a bad vibe, with a down vibe, with an upset vibe, with a negative vibe. We, it was, it was weird, but we kept things laughing. We started joking about things with my son in a coma, in a picky. And, and when you realize that you can laugh at a time like that, it's, it's one of the greatest secrets of life, I can tell you that much. And we have done it every day since then. So, so I have an amazing story about how the Chappelle Show did so much for us. Yeah, man. So I got to meet Charlie Murphy. Uh, he did a local uh, comedy club. And I got to meet him. I tell him that story. And he was overwhelmed wow. with it. He touched by it. And we kind of stayed in touch a little bit over, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram at the time. You know, we just went back and forth. Um, I reached out to Dave, Dave Chappelle. He's not on any social media, so I was never able to get in touch with him. Um, I reached out to Donnell Rawlings. I had shared the, the story with him, not sure if he, if he had really got it or not, 
you know, he's a busy guy. Uh, and then I started sending him some of my crazy edits that I do. And I think then he put two and two together, and it was it was a very weird thing. Like I said, for years I've been doing these crazy edits with him, and we've been going back and forth. And then I think he started to look at my page. Uh, and at the time, he had just become a new father. So yeah. he was seeing what I was dealing with with all these years of my son being sick and taking care of him. <coughs> and I think it, it touched him. And, and it was it was a very weird thing. Like I said, we were going back and forth on social media. We were doing these things. And, you know, we kind of had this connection. And then I invited him. It was my son's... My son's 19 now. So it was nine years ago. Uh, I think it was my son's... I think it may have been, I guess, his 10th birthday party or whatever. I, I don't remember what year it was. But I reached out to Donnell and I said, hey, I see you're in the New York area. We still haven't met your face-to-face. I think he was doing shows in New York. And I said, if you want to, my son's having a birthday party. And he said, no, I'm sorry. I got to get back to L.A. I got something that I have to do, you know, maybe another time. And I said, okay. That was the day before. The day of my son's birthday party, my phone rings uh, right after the party had started. It was Donnell. He goes, where the hell's your house? I'm driving up and down. I can't find a goddamn house. <laughs> I said, you're, you're about a block away. He came in, and it was almost instantaneous that we created a bond. We formed something that, that we knew was a lot more than just, just comedy. We connected on a level that, to this day, still amazes me. I mean, I see Donnell all over the place, watching the Chappelle shows, seeing him on stand-up, and I'm always just like, that's... That's my man. That, that, that's my brother. That's that's my best friend. And it's very humbling. There, there are times like my phone will ring and I'll turn and I'll show it to my wife and I'll be like, he's calling me. You know, I, I, I'm still his biggest fan. But yet I can call him my brother. I can call him my best friend. And, and it's truly an amazing thing. We spend so much time uh, just talking, talking about comedy, of course, talking about the state of comedy, everything that's going on right now, talking about Chappelle Sticks and Stones and how comedy has to stand up right now. And then we just spend time just talking about family and just about life. Yeah. Uh, and it's truly just incredible that, that comedy, that, that realizing that you have to be able to, and that's something else that one of the first conversations Donnell and I ever had was, I told him how my father used to sneak me out at night to watch SNL with him, and I'd get in trouble with my mom. Right. And Glory I started days. to say to him, <laughs> I started <laughs> to say to him, I said, my father told me to laugh at life, death, and everything in between. As I was saying it, Donnell said it along with me. And that was the connection that I knew that we were going to be basically, you know, have to connect to life. Yes. And, and, and that's been it. Like I said, it's all just about laughing. I mean, we post up a lot of stuff on Donnell's page. You should see the stuff that doesn't get posted. Because <laughs> oh, we <God>. trigger somebody <laughs> or that somebody off. We go... We go very deep, and, and that's our thing with comedy. Um, but you also have to realize at the same time, too, there, unfortunately, this time when people are going to get triggered. So, you know... More than ever. Yeah. We, we, we share a thing. Um, like, the other day, I, sh- I shared something that was very deep and very dark, and he basically just laughed his ass off, and he said, okay, I'm glad that you got that out of your system, but that's not going anywhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to have that, and I, I wish more people could laugh about it right right it's a very it's kind of strange to see where dave is now in his time because when he was there he was i blows my mind that the charlie murphy sketch of rick james we all know was 10 days before youtube was launched that's a stat that's just always 
made my mind go into another part of the stratosphere. But to have somebody like him on your side, I could tell he was a very just. You don't have to work. You ease yourself into a conversation with a guy like him with Don Bell. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope you. See, it sounds like you see it a similar way, which is good. It, it, it's just I, I think. Um... Like I said, I found it very weird when I when I started becoming friends with him because I kept looking at him. And the, the the one thing that I have to tell you about Donnell is, if you've ever seen him perform live, he's a beast on stage. I love to. Still he's haven't. He's I... beast on stage, and I've had the privilege of seeing him dozens and dozens of times. I've seen him nights in a row. I've, I've done shows with him, and it's always. I'm always privileged to watch him because I've seen a lot of other comedians. I spent a lot of time in comedy clubs. And you see some comedians that are robots and get up there and do the same skit. Donnell has never done the same skit twice. There are things that me and him have come up with and we talk about that I've seen become skits. And I've seen them one time, two times, three times, three times. They constantly evolve. They constantly change. When he laughs on stage, he's literally laughing, not at the joke that was wrote and written that way, it's because he just changed something in his head and he just tried it out and it's just yeah, it's, it's amazing to watch that when he makes himself laugh he truly makes himself laugh it's, it's not a part of the level. set he truly makes himself laugh and it's and it's amazing one of the one of the greatest things my wife and I talk about this all the time one of the greatest joys in this world that, that, that we get to have is we get invited out we get to we go to a lot of Dave shows a lot of the private things that Dave has. Uh, being around Dave and Donnell, I can say what you see on stage is who they are all the time. Oh yeah. They do not. They do not turn off. They do not tone down. No gray area. That, that's who they are. Everything is funny. They everything is immediate. To see the two of them, I, I, I like I said, I, I've been in rooms and I've, and I've actually just stepped back away from it because I know that <laughs> it's like standing amongst gods. <laughs> and I want to step back and just enjoy this. To see the two of them go at it, to see the two of them bring each other to each other's knees laughing and slapping their, themselves. <laughs> it's, 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 we were just at something recently, and like my wife said again, she goes, this is literally like a Chappelle show skit. You can't make this up. It's just everything around, and it's something, it's called Team Chappelle, and I'm honored to know so many of the amazing people in Team Chappelle and Dave's family. And Donnell definitely has that same sort of, of mentality. You just surround yourself with just positive, good, fun-loving people. You, you keep it small, you keep it tight, and when they get together, man, it's like no other time in the world. They are truly priceless. There's that wave of, because you were speaking about comedians today and where we are, I feel like the there was a big wave of people from the comedy store and out in that area, you know, kind of out to Vegas, you know, the Stanhopes, Rogan, people like Dave, who today are, I remember just seeing them start out on these things like Comedy Central Half Hour on weekday television or, you know, all the way up to Dave's level, which I think a lot of that he didn't expect. It's, he's always been, there's no, he's a very authentic guy, but Donnell is... I saw him and Charlie as the perfect people to do the lost episodes when Dave was, you know, kind of in that period of limbo where what's he going to do? What's he going to be gone for good? Come back? I would be blown away to be in your position. 
but that's to have a story like your son connecting you to things too because I did get to see a video of one of those events they do I think in New Jersey the other day where they have a bunch of policemen all the way out to just family and friends who came out for for an afternoon yeah it's a powerful powerful story yeah it, it's 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 a very tough life uh, that we live in this house and, and again sure. I'll, I'll sound like a broken record but every day we laugh about um, the stand up that I do when I go to open mics I joke about my son's situation I make jokes about my son's seizures um, it's not easy when I did it at Caroline's a couple of months ago, I remember Donnell came up to me. He was he was almost emotional after my set, and uh, he looked at me. and And, and it's it's an amazing feeling to get a Caroline's crowd uh, applauding for you. It's an amazing thing to to get a couple of people who were applauding for you. But they, I, I had Caroline's, and that was you know an, an accomplishment that still astonishes me. Um, but Donnell came up to me afterwards, and he said, he looked me right in the eye, and he said. They have to love you to be able to laugh at you for that. Because I'm telling a joke, but I'm telling a joke about my life and how difficult it is, and I'm able to laugh at it, so you know what? You can laugh at it. It may make you cringe at first. It may be a little difficult to, to, to swallow, but I'm joking about it, and I'm getting through my day every day like this. So laugh with me. It's, it's okay. This is my therapy. You know, that's, that's another thing that I've learned, too, being up on that stage whether it's in front of a dozen people at an open mic or a full house at Caroline's. It's therapeutic. I, I It makes me feel... I, I've seen a psychiatrist here or there, you know, throughout the years with my son and without my job, and it just never really did anything for me. Standing up on that stage, that does it for me. That's very real. One of the things that people get with the... When you're a comic, you get the... The language really is dictated by if the comedian is making you feel like you're sharing life lessons, not so much as you're getting up there, I have to make you laugh, because think about every comic who's done it. I mean, they're very different. It's contrasting in style every person you get. But that's where I was... I love seeing you get up there, because I saw you were... There was not a lot of... You didn't need elbow room the whole time when you were doing it. And it's been... You know, do you plan to keep going with it, or is this just one of these things that month to month? It's something, and, and again, going back to Donnell, uh, Donnell's been pushing me for a long time to get on the stage. Constantly pushing me, but he knows my situation. Um, it's Everything revolves around my son's health, and from day to day, hour to hour, we never know what's going to happen. We have to constantly cancel plans, change plans, things come up. You know, like I said, on any given day, we could be, we could have something planned in the morning, and then by the end of the day, if my son's not doing well, we have to cancel it. Um, but Donnell always pushed me, but he always understood. He always saw something in me. And, and, and another, again, that makes me truly honored. Uh, he even said on the Joe Rogan podcast that, that he, he said I was in his top five of people who are fast and, and the way that they joke. And, I mean, Donnell Rollins called me in the top five, but I mean, I'm still blown away by that. Uh, but he would push me, and he would push me, and he would push me. And then he told me one day, he said, there was one, he goes, there was only another, other, only one other person that I pushed to get on stage. And he goes, you know who that was? And I said, no. He said, Charlie Murphy. He goes, you're the second person I've ever pushed to get on stage because I see something in you. He goes, Charlie never wanted to get on stage. Donnell bullied him 
getting on stage. And when he pushed me, I was like, okay, maybe there is something. I mean, I'm not going to let my ego and my head blow up. But he said a lot of comedy, you know, I study comedy, I watch comedy, I, I'm a fan of comedy. Yeah. So when I got up there, the first time I got up there, I was trying to be like this person, or I was trying to have my act go like this and then end from a follow-up from this and do this. And, and I kept asking Donnell, teach me something, tell me something before I go. And he would go, no. He would, he would go, if you want to learn about comedy, there's one place to learn about comedy, and that's the stage. It will give you the exact truth. Nothing else will teach you about comedy other than the stage. So when I finally started getting up there, and I finally started opening for him here and there, and I finally started doing open mics, and this last time at, at Caroline's, he gave me, he finally, after years of asking, he finally gave me some advice. And I'll never forget some of the advice, advice that he said. Two things. One, he yelled at me because I was kind of stiff in, in my delivery. And he knows the way that I am with my son. Um, over my shoulder, if you can see, there's a Mr. Bean poster there. Everything in our house is Mr. Bean. I've seen that on Instagram. I love that. The slapstick, the fall down. That's all we do in this house all day because my son's a deaf mute. That's childhood. So it's all physical comedy. That's that's all we do. Such good so stuff. So right? Daniel grabbed me and he goes, who the hell was that on stage? He goes, when I'm at your house, he goes, you're the most animated person I've ever seen. He goes, who was that standing on stage holding the mic? He goes, I don't ever want to see that again. So, okay, fine. You know, and then he said, the most important thing, just have a conversation with them. Just have a con- That's the bottom line. Yeah. you got to get up there and have a conversation. If you're up there telling jokes, they're going to know that you're telling jokes. If you get up there and have a conversation and you connect with the majority of the audience, that's that's what you're supposed to be doing. And everybody, everybody wins because you feel good because you're not up there. Did I get that line right? What's my next line? If you're just up there, just like we're talking right now, <laughs> that's that's what it should be. And how long have you all been doing the... Because the memes just... That's that's become a part, a, a staple of my comedy I do now with things <laughs> online. I take a lot of... I drew inference from Donnell for a while back, but seeing that now, it's a pleasant addition. I'd like to share with you. Thank you, <laughs> sir. It's, I, I, I have been doing photo edits for years, just a lot of personal stuff on like my Facebook, you know, just like stupid stuff. Um, never really doing anything with it. And then every now and then I would, I would send it to some comedians. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, uh, some people would just like post it up. Uh, I think like Dane Cook was like one of the first people to post it up. And I still send him stuff every now and then. He's very cool about stuff. Um, and I, I would send stuff to different people and they would, you know, post up my stuff. And then, like I said, the one time I sent something to Donnell, I think all he did was, uh, he's good friends with Usher. And Usher had come out with a video at the time and Donnell had posted up a picture from the thing. And he was like, damn, Usher. He's like, why could you pull me a want to be in that video? So I immediately <laughs> took that picture put a picture of Don Ellen there, sent it back to him within like two minutes, and he was like, wow. Uh, and then I think shortly after that, I think he was having his knee surgery from his knee that he blew out, and I was sending him like some pictures about him like racing like uh, wheelchairs, and he started posting them, and he said, keep them coming. And then it was just from there, and then I started to show him, I think, a little bit of my my, my dark comedy side. <laughs> and really, and, and, and that's way. when he, he started like, okay, like, Let's, let's go there, but only amongst ourselves. <laughs> and, and like I said, there were things that, you know, we would just be absolutely huge. He would send me an idea, then I would send him back an idea, and they would just merge, they would become these. And like I said, 
for every one thing that Donnell has posted that we've done, yeah. there's probably a dozen. And we've talked about that too. Eventually, someday, we're just going to post, we're just going to go screw it, and we're going to post up everything that we ever did. And it's, there's gonna be a lot of triggers there. Uh. We're just going to pull, we're going to pull, we're going to pull. Uh, I can Just the day it happens. I'll be sad.